We're going to switch things up today on the Teaching Your Toddler podcast, so stay tuned for an exciting episode. Welcome to the Teaching Your Toddler show with Mary Jo Tinlin. Each show, we talk about fun activities to do with your little one, including a craft, a letter of the week, Spanish words, songs, games, and even a snack for each weekly theme. Here is your hostess, Mary Jo Tinlin. And welcome to the Teaching Your Toddler podcast. Today is in a very special episode. I wanted to introduce to you our very first interview guest. Her name is Christy Mann. She is an author, a spiritual psychologist, a leadership coach, and consultant. She's a trainer, a speaker, and a Kundala yoga and meditation teacher. She is a certified professional coach. She also has a BA in Media, Information, and Technoculture from the University of Western Ontario and a Master's in Spiritual Psychology from the University of Santa Monica. She is the author of a relatively new book series called The Adventures of Lil Sass, which teach emotional wellness for children, but also for adults. And we're going to hear more about that right now. So please help me welcome our guest, Christy Mann. Hello, Christy. Welcome to the show. Hi, Mary Jo. Good morning and morning to all your incredible listeners. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to have you as our uh, very first interview guest and uh, on this Teaching Your Toddler show. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I'm excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today. So first of all, let's start off with a little bit about your background. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, so I um, have spent the better bulk of the past 15 years in the field of leadership development and actually working with adults. And um, through that process, one of the things that I've learned is adults are more likely to connect to their emotions when they're speaking about the children in their life or they're um, uh, connecting even to younger parts of themselves. So more recently, I am a a best-selling author of a self-published series called The Adventures of Little Sass. It's a series of emotional wellness books for children. But Mary Jo, as I've told you before, the books are really for adults because what I'm wanting to do is create a conversation about the fact that we are emotional emotional beings, and it's okay to have our emotions and give both adults and children uh, tools and ways to talk about emotions and ways to actually process emotions in a healthy and responsible way. And so in just a little bit more about me, I've really merged my passion for developing leaders and this quest I'm on to really make it safe for us to have our emotions And I'm using my background in kundalini yoga and meditation, as well as my um, master's training in spiritual psychology. And I'm bringing it all together and have created a body of work that I'm calling emotional leadership. And so that's that's a little bit about me. And I'm sure as we talk more will come out. But I'm so happy to be here with you and um, on your great show and connect with your audience. Thank you so much. That's fantastic. So um, I want to hear a little bit more about emotional leadership. And I'm guessing um, let's let's talk a little bit about how do our emotions shape us as people? Yeah, it's a really good question. So I'm going to come at it just from my own personal experience, which is really how I've 
developed this body of work and and how I wrote the books. Um, so when I was 13, I experienced a traumatic event and my father actually went to jail. And I think for any of your listeners um, or yourself, um, when we experience trauma as youngsters, there's um, a lot of emotions that may or may not get processed. So specifically, I know in my generation, um, it was very rare that you would have adults or parents around you that knew how to help you be with your emotions. So I think emotions shape us by the stories we're told, the conditioning we receive about how to be with them. And the messages I received was, you know, just suppress them. Um, oh, you're sad, but kind of suck it up and put on that bright face and that big smile and just pretend like everything's okay. Um, and I think often for, um, depending on gender, there's specific conditioning as well. You know, like boys will hear, don't cry, that's you're not a girl, or if a little girl or a, or a woman is angry, um, we can be labeled, uh, be labeled the, the B word. And so I think the conditioning around emotions shape us in how we actually are with our emotions. And what I'm really, really passionate about in being in conversation with, with all of us around is the fact that when we suppress our emotions, it's what creates disease, disease in our bodies, disease in our minds. And there's so much research and data, Mary Jo, about how suppressed emotions is leading to things like cancer and um, autoimmune deficiencies and cardiovascular issues. It's leading to mental health issues and um, anxiety, depression, insomnia. And so I think our emotions shape us tremendously. It, and it's just, there's no way around it. And one of the things I feel that as parents, um, we can, parents and caregivers and and all of us have children in our lives, whether or not they're our own, um, we can be more aware of how we are relating to our emotions and therefore how we're talking to our the children about how they're relating to their emotions. Wow. Yeah. So go into that a little bit more about like how you can talk to your children about how they're relating to their emotions, because it did sound like you had a void. And, and as a, a general population, we do we do have a void there. We don't we don't recognize that. Like you said, you know, boys don't cry. Don't stop. You know, stop doing that. Whatever. Uh, you know, stop crying. Right. We, we always we always do that because we get uncomfortable. But what should we do as parents to recognize that in ourselves and then also help our children? Great. I mean, the first thing I want to do is just acknowledge parents and anyone taking care of children, because what I do know is that it takes a great level of patience and consciousness to always be really aware of your own emotions and the way you're being with them and then how you're talking to your children about about that. So I just want to acknowledge that, you know, it's a hard gig um, and that what I've, what I would love to see and encourage um, caregivers and parents to do is to not tell children to suppress their emotions. So if they are crying because their feelings are hurt or something has happened that has brought up sadness, um, really just 
what we say in, in my field is hold a neutral space. And what that means is, is, you know, with kids, with most children, the emotions pass pretty quickly. So if we're just there, neutral, not saying stop it or trying to put it away, but rather just allow it, it passes so quickly. And we can see that, you know, the next second they're happy and they're joyful and then maybe they get angry, you know, and that's the beautiful thing about children and where we can um, continue to learn from the children in our, in our lives is that they have emotional flexibility. As we get older, we get conditioning and we get these messages that it's not okay to have our emotions. So we lose that flexibility. So my, my main point would be just to allow the emotion, knowing that with most children, it does pass. And if we don't like try to really um, suppress it, it allows them to just be more emotionally resilient, which is ultimately what we want to create in our children. Absolutely. Right. I think that's really an interesting point, like you're saying. So it's almost, um, you know, when we, well, it, it's a really good point just to think that it, it is something that passes with kids. I mean, in one second, they can be fine. One second, the next second, they're angry, then they're sad, and then they're back to fine, right? And, and it, it does change, whereas we sort of hold on to that. And then I think we project that on our kids th- saying, oh my gosh, they're angry, you know, and, and we, we know we're going to hold on to anger and instead of knowing they're they're not going to. They're in a second. They're going to be fine, and things are going to be back to normal, right? Exactly, exactly. That and that's that's the piece that I really want to remind us as adults about, um, because of the conditioning and the experience we've received around our emotions. A lot of us are afraid to maybe drop into our sadness or to release our anger because we're afraid that maybe we'll stay in the sadness or we're afraid that maybe our anger will hurt somebody. These are all valid and fair concerns. The truth is though, the more that we allow ourselves to have our emotions, the less that they'll hold us hostage, the more flexibility we have, the better relationship we'll have with our emotions. And then that's what we can pass on to our children. And the truth is they're already doing this. So it's more like we need to learn from our kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So what do you have um, exercises or, you know, resources or something like that, that a, a parent would be able to look to or, or help themselves with to, to be able to sort of get in touch with that? Oh, my gosh, I am angry. Uh, I need to, you know, calm down. And you, especially if you're angry with your child or or something like that. Yeah, that's great. So for starters, in the the Adventures of Little Sass books, at the back of each book, there's a discussion guide for the parent and the, or the adult and the child to talk about the particular emotion. There's the, right now we have the Adventure of Sadness, the Adventure of Anger, and the Adventure of Joy. And each book, Little Sass goes on an adventure and something happens that elicits the emotion. And her own experience of each emotion is she gets different triggers in her body that tell her Like, for example, when she's angry, she gets hot. And when she's sad, she starts to feel um, something in her throat, like a knot in her throat. And when she's joyful, she gets butterflies in her stomach. So the first tool is actually helping ourselves and our children be aware of what's happening in our body when an emotion starts. So just to start to have that awareness. Meditation 
is a brilliant tool for for all of us to really consider, even if we just put aside five minutes a day to sit with our self. And for a lot of people who um, maybe have dabbled in it and have been frustrated by it, I understand um, it has taken me 12 years to really get a solid practice in place. And it goes on and off depending on what's going on in my life. So I just want to have compassion that this isn't a hard practice to develop, but the practice of meditation, what it does is it allows us to start to observe our emotions. Instead of letting our emotions take us over and control us, we can start to observe it and actually let it process. So that's that's the, that's the second thing. The first one is the books have a lot of tools about how to point to the physical awareness. And then the second tool would be um, cultivating some kind of meditation practice. In The Adventure of Anger, Little Sass, when she's angry, she's taught by um, Mrs. Moo, who's this healer who lives on her property, who is teaching her about emotions and how to be with them. She's taught by Mrs. Moo um, to do karate chops on a pillow to move the energy because if we actually think about emotion, all it is, is energy, emotion, energy in motion. And when we don't move it, it gets stuck. And I've spoken about how it creates disease. So the, the, um, the, the process of just karate chopping a pillow or in the practice of Kundalini yoga meditation, there's a, um, um, a Kriya called fists of anger. And it's literally moving the anger through your body by like doing the backstroke. So this is something anyone could go to YouTube and Google fists of anger. And you can find this, do it for three minutes when you're angry. You know, if you're maybe your child's made you angry or you just got off a work call and you're super angry, but you need to come like kind of compose yourself before the next thing. Honestly, this has been Mary Jo, one of my saving graces, graces and the my team that we work with when we get on a, a call and, and we're frustrated or things aren't going smooth, we will all do the fists of anger. And what it does is, is it calms our nervous system, it moves the energy forward, and then we can be more present to what's happening. Wow. I, I wish I'd had that about 20 years ago. <laughs> That Me sounds, too. Yeah, Me that sounds too. fantastic. Excellent. Oh, well, thank you. That Those are great resources. I think, again, you know, um, as parents, it, sometimes it just seems so overwhelming, um, especially if you know, you're a new parent and you and these are the first times you're seeing like these emotions in a child. And and again, it, it goes back to recognizing that from within yourself, like what's bugging you about that from within yourself, not like your kid gets angry, big deal. Right. But but, you know, what's what's it triggering inside you? And, and I think to be able to recognize that inside yourself as a parent is really important. Most definitely. It's, you know, it, it's starting from us and how can we really self-manage that so that we're not projecting it onto the children in our lives um, so that they can have their own experience. You know, that's, I know that's ultimately what we want to do, but sometimes it's, we're just not conscious to it or, 
you know, life is busy and hectic. So we mm-hmm. also have to uh, give ourselves a break sometimes. Yeah. And and I think sometimes in our culture, it's uh, we, we want to help our kids so much. We want to make sure they're always happy or they're always whatever. And we get uncomfortable thinking that they're not comfortable instead of just being comfortable in the fact that this emotion is, is happening to them right now. But it will pass as long as they're safe, as long as, you know, they're not, not nothing's going to put them in danger for what they're experiencing. Let them have that. Right. I love that, Mary Jo, because it, you know, they're on their own path, their own journey. And I think our roles as adults in in their lives is to, um, I'm using that term again, hold space, but it's really, it's to um, be as neutral as possible so that they can have their own experience and um, and come to their own conclusions. You know, we it's our definitely our job to guide them and direct them and keep them out of harm. And um, but ultimately, we all know that part of life is experiencing sadness, experiencing anger, experiencing great joy, and we don't want to rob them of that. Um, and that being said, I wanted to mention that I've um, a lot of feedback that I got when I wrote the books was from teachers and parents saying, I love these books. I actually feel they're more for me because I'm learning a lot about how I am with my emotions. Do you have actually any um, offerings for adults? And so um, September 18th of 2019, I will be launching a six-week virtual intensive, which is for adults. And it's, it's, it's called emotional leadership. And it is about creating a deeper connection and relationship with your own emotion of sadness, anger, and joy. So we'll be diving deep into those emotions and understanding the primal purpose of those emotions and why they arise in the first place. And then I'll be providing tools um, so that we can work with them more effectively. And we'll be doing it in a cohort of about 25 people who will be, um, you know, a a council, a group to do this work with. And the vision will be to have um, uh, additional emotions that we bring in and additional uh, virtual intensives that we go deep into this whole conversation around emotional wellness and emotional leadership. So I want people to look for that as well if if this topic is of interest to them. Awesome. I'm so glad you uh, you brought that up. I, I I wanted to hear about the feedback, and so I'm glad you said that. And then, yes, we'll absolutely make sure that we can get whatever link uh, to your to your intensive in the show notes uh, if people are interested in seeing that. So thanks for mentioning that. Is there uh, are there other ways for people to find you uh, to be able to um, get more information or to connect with you? Definitely. So you can come to my website, www.christyman.com, and that's spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E-M-A-N-N.com. And then also, I'd, I'd love for people to check out Little Sass, and that's www.lilsass.com. Um, you can follow me both on Instagram and Little Sass on Instagram. The handle for uh, Little Sass on Instagram is Adventures of Little Sass. And, um, you know, what we're really wanting to do is be in conversation with people around this topic, because as I go deeper into this body of work, I'm just I'm learning more and more about how there's a way that as adults we're starved for um, connecting to our own emotions because our culture is so busy and we feel our time up. And a lot of what will create emotional wellness 
is if we can create some space in our calendars, you know, not just for ourselves, but for our children, because if we're constantly rushing from one event to the next, how can we actually know what's actually going on below the surface? It's very hard for us to connect. So it's something to be just very mindful of. You know, are we over scheduling? Is there a way that we could schedule no schedule? You know, maybe there's a half day a week that's just not scheduled or a full day a week. Um, these are some of the things that I'm interested in talking to people about, because I know from my own experience, when I create more space, the emotions come up, which is difficult because that means I need to be with it. I can't bypass it with my busyness. But I also know that it creates a much more fulfilled life. And I think ultimately that's what we're all after. Absolutely. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I, I do. Uh, we, we've started doing that in our family on um, Friday night from five o'clock until Saturday night at five o'clock. We just we don't do anything. We don't do our chores. We don't do we don't check email. We don't you know, none of that stuff. And it's just a good rest day. And it, it helps so much in other ways, because then you're re-energized for when the week does start. It's like, oh, yeah, OK, I had that rest and, and we consciously took that. So I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that. That's amazing that you do that. Thank you. Yeah, for, absolutely. For like I like it just yeah, that's brilliant. It's really brilliant. It's so important, Mary Jo. Thank it's, you. It's really changed our life. Um, so uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. Do you have one last thought or one last takeaway that you would like the audience to hear? So one of the things little Sass says, so um, Mrs. Moo, the healer that, that lives on her property and is helping her with her emotions, gives her a red cape and says, this is, this is your cape. You're going to have sad days, angry days, joyful days. Use this cape to feel your emotions. That is your right as a human being. And before little Sass actually lets herself really fully experience her emotions, she puts on that cape and she says, Cape on. And so what I want to say to all the brilliant listeners is put your cape on, reinvent what it means to be a superhero for you and the children in your life. Bring emotions back and, you know, just really create a space where it's okay to have emotions. Um, and if you're interested in the books that are available on Amazon, I would love for you to be part of what I'm calling the movement to bring emotions back. Um, and just know that, you know, making one shift in how we relate to our emotions can be significant for you and your children. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's a great way to close the show. And uh, again, so appreciate you, Christy, and appreciate having you on the show. And thank you again so much. I'll make sure that we get all these resources in the show notes for everyone uh, so that they can find you and uh, find out more about you and Little Sass. So thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Mary Jo, and thanks to all the listeners. Cape on. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Teaching Your Toddler Show with Mary Jo Tinlin. We hope you had some fun and you got some great ideas for the week. Please subscribe to the podcast, like us on Facebook, and visit the website for all the links we discussed at www.teachingyourtoddler.com. This has been the Teaching Your Toddler Show with Mary Jo Tinlin. Until next time, keep teaching. <laughs>